Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today, getting out of the rain, which is unusual for here in Tucson, with co-host Lisa Durfus. Hello, hello, everyone. And the ever-silent Sarah, making us sound great and making sure that we're organized and know what we are doing here on the show. Last week, we really didn't know what we were doing. We had a fun show, though. It was fun. I had a great time doing it. The blooper show was hilarious, revisiting some of the things that we had messed up on or didn't quite get right. And so to listen to our blooper show is to certainly see the human side of us for sure. But something that we normally do not do, we didn't really know what we were going to talk about thereafter. No, that's Norm- true. Normally we have our shows pretty well laid out, but we kind of got into a no man's land. And so Sarah, being the highly organized one that she is, has decided to take us in the direction of T and... Cigars. And stuff, actually. Well, yes. Because we're going to do tea and pairings. We're Correct. We're going to do... Tea and pairings. Not only tea and cigars, but tea and wine, tea and food, and so forth. But we are actually going to start with tea and cigars. Now, if this strikes you as an unusual topic, it certainly caught my fancy because I didn't really have much knowledge about it at all. I had no knowledge of it. I didn't even realize it was considered a pairing. Or could be paired. Right. And neither did I. And because we have a great relationship with Tea, a magazine, and the editor there, Dan Bolton, he recommended that I speak to someone about this because they're doing an article on it. Today, we're going to hear some clips from an interview that I did with Timothy Sue. He's the owner of the Mandarin's Tea Room in New York, New York, and he has a tremendous amount to say about tea and cigars. He definitely easily and quickly came right through my cynicism and presented a case that's so compelling. Let's take a listen to what Timothy has to say about his origins and how he got involved with tea and cigars. So I want to welcome to the program Timothy Sue. He's the owner of the Mandarin's Tea Room in New York. Welcome to the program, Timothy. Thank you for having me here. So I want to know a little bit about you personally, because tea and cigars, it's fascinating to me. It's certainly a very interesting subject. Um, I'm from Hong Kong. I'm Chinese. I've been collecting tea and teapot and cigars since I was 18. So I came to America when I was 21 and have this passion to find a way to pair them in a very interesting way. I started opening the Mandarin's Tea Room around six years ago. It was a very small speakeasy in the beginning, and now we have the online shops and also a private tea room here in New York City. So to put this into some perspective, you say that you started drinking tea when you were 18 and you moved to this country when you were 21. i got to ask you this tough question. How old are you now? I am 42. Oh, wow. So you've been doing this for like 20 years. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, don't, don't worry. I'm 42 as well. So, okay. <laughs> And I started in the tea business at 25. So it has been a long road for me as well. So you grew up in Hong Kong. You started drinking tea and you started pairing tea with cigars. That's correct. I'm very fortunate enough to actually be born in the era of uh, colonial Hong Kong, which traditional Chinese habits of drinking tea as a cultural tradition are merged with the Western British way of smoking cigars. So back in the days when Hong Kong was still the British colony before 1997, a lot of people actually drink a lot of good tea and they also smoke a lot of cigars over there. So I was brought up in that environment and learned about the art of that. I mean, both are an interest and both are more of a refined art of enjoyment. So I was fortunate enough to do that. 
So let's talk a little bit about your tea room. Tell us a little bit about its location, what you've set up, and how you are pairing these two refinements together in your space. The Mandarin Tea Room is strictly uh, by appointment only private tea room. It's almost like you can say it's just easy for tea. We are located in Soho, New York City. We're basically one of the uh, trendier streets we call Crosby Street. We actually cater to people who enjoy finer things in life, definitely. They have an understanding and appreciation of luxuries in a way. The mission to create this exclusive space is to have like-minded connoisseurs come together and share their passion, especially in tea. So would you say that's your mission, to try to pair up the dual passions of cigar enjoyment and the passion for wonderful tea? Yes, we encourage that a lot. People who come here, they're in the culinary industry, they're collectors, they're sommeliers, they're cigars, uh, connoisseur, wine connoisseur, coffee barristers. A lot of different level of people come to our space. And when they come here, they have their own private little space to pair up with tea and they can actually start to elaborate what they're interested in to merge into the tea. We do a lot of pairings in here, not just cigars and tea. Understood. So now you said that you started smoking cigars at a fairly early age, but are you aware of other people who have made a conscious attempt to actually pair the two together, to literally say, this is a great cigar that goes with this tea? Because I've never heard of anyone doing that. You're the first that I've ever come across. I'm aware of um, the culture of pairing tea with cigars in Asia, but their pairings are very different. Most of the time that people pairing tea with the cigar is just, you know, uh, cigars could sometimes get very, very harsh, and they just want to wash something down with it. Uh, I would assume same as why people pair cigars with other liqueur. But from my point of why we pair is more of a judging and evaluations. We want to judge the tea or we want to judge the cigars and see what level they that's why I do the pairing. I'm not too sure if there's anybody else doing it, but I do have a friend and a, and a client of mine, which is a cigar connoisseur. They actually have a really big cigar judging in Cuba in 2001. And in that judging panel, in between sessions, they use green tea to plan their palate and also to actually help them evaluate the cigars better. So that's something I heard that they use Japanese tea back in 2001. But uh, other than that, I'm not too sure sure if anybody else are doing it. Hopefully we, we will start a trend here. It certainly sounds like it. So it seems like the purpose of pairing a cigar with a tea is to enhance the enjoyment of both. Correct. I mean, we are dealing with something that we enjoy. We drink tea because we like it. We smoke because we enjoy the smoking experience. But to go further is when you have to make a judgment in the tea by evaluating it. Um, we got a lot of tea coming in every April, which is the spring harvest. And a lot of times you get overwhelmed by a lot of different samples and tea. And you have to determine what quality they are and what level they are. And pairing with the cigars can quickly eliminate a lot of lower level tea. So basically, I start using that as a judging tool. So that's fascinating. You actually use a cigar to help you evaluate teas. Right. And you can actually use good tea to help you evaluate different cigars as well. Exactly. 
that's the fun part of it. <laughs> you know, I've never tried that, but all of a sudden you got my interest. I'm not sure if I can smoke inside of my tasting room because we have laws against that, but I may have to try it at home to see if that works. Yeah, something I want to kind of explain a little bit more is if you are drinking a cup of good tea, most of your senses are concentrated in the mouth and the taste, not specifically to your nose. A cigar can actually open up the nose first, and then you can go into the taste. It basically fine-tune your smell much, much easier and much more refined when you're tasting a tea. Traditionally, a Japanese tea ceremony, before that, you have something called kudo, which is an incense ceremony. The reason of that is to kind of open up your smell of small nuances in the fragrance first before you go into the chado, which is a tea ceremony. So it's similar in that idea, but it's something much quicker to use a cigars. I very much enjoyed what he talked about of the opening up of the nose. So I guess the nose knows. Yes, I'm not quite sure I totally understand it, but... It's important to discuss it a little bit because when somebody is doing any form of tasting, whether it's wine tasting, tea tasting, it's really helpful to have the nose be open. And it's not always that way because, you know, you can be in any number of situations in your life, you know, you can be congested and just not feel like you're breathing deeply. We spoke a little bit earlier about the fact that I'd gone gluten-free for almost three or four weeks and how much better I felt. And one of the things that I felt really good about is I felt less congested. I was able to breathe better, not only in my lungs, but through my nose And that, in turn, helped really improve some of the things about tasting tea. Now, you can prep for tasting something, whether it's coffee, tea, wine, by doing stuff with your tongue, like scraping your tongue and cleaning it out, and that's really gross. Right, but that's what I am more familiar with. So to hear him talking about the nose, I never really thought about it from that aspect, but it does make... Some sense. Absolutely. And in the Japanese tea ceremony, they use that incense to sort of prep your nose for what's coming... And to a certain degree, you can do that with cigars as well. Now, I've never tested it, but I can see how using that and opening up your nose, and I bet you your tasting will improve that way too. I'm going to have to try that. When we come back, we're going to explore more about the pairings themselves. Again, a subject I knew very little about. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello everyone, this is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now, and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, yerba mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. back 
here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea in studio today with co-host Lisa talking about the pairing of tea and cigars. So Lisa, I have to ask you, a lot of experience with cigar smoking? No. I mean, I think maybe I smoked one when I was like, you know, maybe 20, and that's it. So no, I really have no experience. And even my experience has been really limited. I can think of a few bachelor parties that we did that. I can think of uh, a trip to Vegas, one <laughs> in Mexico or two in Mexico where yeah. we had cigars, but I don't recall them being particularly so notable. So it's not something you do on a regular basis. It's definitely not something that I do on a regular basis. It's not something that I can even say that I have a connoisseur's angle on. I have no idea if the cigars that we were smoking were any good or not. Right. I do recall it for a friend's 40th birthday, I was the one to purchase the cigars. So you got some good and ones. I, and I know they were good. Right. And we had a great time. But we were already like three or four sheets to the wind. So right. there was no connoisseuring at that point. We were already having a really damn good time. So. Although I will tell you, it is kind of interesting because the whole thing with the nose that we were talking about earlier, it does kind of make me want to try it. In that fashion. Right. Because so far, I've always paired cigars with Celebration, but never with tea. And so we talked to Timothy a little bit about how to pair a cigar with a tea. And he had some really surprising answers. Take a listen. So let's talk specifically about some of the pairings. Is there a rule of thumb that you use to pair cigars with different teas? There is a basic rule of thumb, but I think the most important part, again, is not to be afraid to explore and be more adventurous. You know, you might get intimidated by just selecting a cigar in cigar shops because there's many, many choices. For me, the easiest way to introduce people to pairing cigars with tea is just by the color of the brew. I would then pair the color of the brew to the color of the wrappers. That's a very easy way to pick up a pair first. If you brew a tea and it's really pale and it's light, you want to pair something light in the cigar side too. If the cigar wrapper is lighter, then hopefully it will be a lighter cigar. Don't fool by the size, but I would just go for the wrapper color to match the brew color first as a start. So you were talking about paleness of the liquor of the tea. So let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit. It strikes me, based on the nose, that white tea would probably not be a good candidate to pair. Am I wrong about that? Well, it, it can go both ways. I mean, a good white tea, like a white peonies uh, or silvanitos, can actually be a lot, a lot of meat in the taste, meat in the body of it. So if I had a chart of what to try first, I would try something green, like a green Longjing Dragon Well. We start with those really, really high fragrance, but less in the body tea first, and then we can go further to the body of it. People always rush in when they first try a good espresso, they will want a double espresso. Some people forget about, you know, go for the basic first, have a good single shot of espresso and understand the aroma, the body, the acidity of it before you go further. Same as tea and cigars, you want to go easy first because you have a lifetime to refine your taste if you want to be more robust. So a Darjeeling is a great tea to start with. Same as a good dragon well would be a good Chinese green tea to to start with. If you want to go into a Japanese sencha, it's always great to start with because those are, are much easier to accept tea. You don't need a lot of skill to brew it also. Yeah, they're very forgiving, very forgiving, and they deliver great aroma. They're wonderful. So then you must move to black teas for the more robust cigars. And I know that Darjeeling is a black tea, but it's an awfully light black tea. It's almost like an oolong. 
So then do you move and talk about Assam's with that malty, strong flavor? Kimun's with that almondy, really sharp acidity. Yunnan's, are those in the play when you choose cigars as well? Yes, those are in the middle range for me. They deliver both the aroma and the body. So those are a great, great tea to pair with a cigar that is, you know, in the middle range as a robusto, uh, but not age. Pairing of the age is very important also, and this part of the idea. We do a lot of pairings with HT cigars, too. We just did a pairing, which is a pre-revolution Cuban cigars to a 1950s poor, and they just match perfectly. Unfortunately, we're in America, where most of the Cubans are illegal, but HT is not really that hard to find. I think the tea market in America now is growing. A lot of people are more refined in a way to start asking for those aged tea. And same in the cigar market. People are asking for aged cigars. Most of the higher-grade cigars in the market are at least five to eight years aged before they even release them. So finding those is much easier than 10 years ago. That's certainly true. No doubt about it. So in terms of pure depth, you were talking about pu'ers. Is that what you normally pair with the strongest of the cigars, the earthiest, the more robust cigars? I would mostly pick the two strong cigars with the H poor or H Yan Cha, which is a cliff-grown oolong tea from Buyi. Those are the two that I really, really fall in love with. I mean, the layers is almost like going to opera. You have your introductions, you have your drama. Keep going on. It's basically an hour and a half to two hours of entertainment and pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I can see what you mean by that. So I'm probably crossing line here, but let's talk a little bit about Lapsang Sushong, the smoky black tea. Mm-hmm. Do you even use that, or does the smoke from the tea interfere from the aroma of the cigar? Well, I think every category of tea has its higher quality choice. Same as Lapsang, one of the most traditional teas, which is a smoked tea, as you all might know. Um, if you find a good Lapsang, which is not smoked to the point that it almost becomes a jerky, they are really great to pair with either uh, Nicaragua or Dominican Republic cigars. It usually have a darker wrappers, a Maduro. You have a lot of meat in it. You have a lot of high aroma, but more of a coffee, caramelized sugars. Those are very good pairing. You want to pair the similar elements. If the cigar is spicy, and think about having a lapsong. Lapsong has a lot of spice in it, and they pair very well, almost like you know a roast duck with a good truffle on top of it. You don't go wrong with that. Sounds good. I found that conversation to be absolutely eye-opening. Amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. I mean, I find this whole subject really fascinating. I mean, I thought it was going to be interesting, but I really want to try this. He's taking it to a whole new level. It makes me almost want to find someone, and I know someone here locally who's in the cigar business, a friend of mine, to go to him and say, okay, look, I've got these list of things that I want to do with these teas. When can we sit down and do that? And I believe that we'll be able to pull something off. Oh, and, yeah. And when we do, I will certainly include you in the mix for that. No, and it, and it sounds like it would be a great thing to do with a group of friends. And cigar connoisseurs, people who know cigars, because exactly. I don't know anything. I would need them for that world, and I could right. handle our half. Speaking of our half, if you are interested in any of the teas that we talked about, we've got a bunch of them here at the Maya Tea Company. We have First Flush Darjeeling, Second Flush Darjeeling's Sencha. We have Jen Mai Cha. We have Lapsang Sushong. Assam's, Kimun's, Yunnan's, where a lot of the different teas that he talked about 
pairing with a cigar, we've got on our website, www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com. He also talked about some aged teas and some higher-end teas, Dahang Pao, aged pu'ers. You can find those, even though we don't carry them, from our friends at Seven Cups. Their website is sevencups.com. They're also here in Tucson. Do not be fooled. Both of us are here in Tucson, but we all have world-class tea worth trying. If you happen to be a fan of the show, also don't forget to fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. And for all past episodes of our show, you can find us at steepingaround.com. When we come back, we're going to go more deeply into how to actually experience the tea and the cigar pairing. It's not just getting the stuff together. It's the experience of doing so. What are the processes? How long does it take? How many cups of tea? Boy, Timothy has a lot more to say. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. My name is Roxanne and I am with the Maya Tea Company. Now Manish and the guys know an awful lot about tea and they have put together some incredible blends. But let's face it, sometimes they still need a woman's touch. I have a special gift for aesthetics and have put the finishing touches on most of the tea blends that we make in-house. But I've also created my own blends from scratch. One of my own tea blends has become the number one seller for the Maya Tea Company, the Pomegranate Mojito Green Tea. Pomegranate Mojito mimics one of my favorite bar drinks with fresh green tea, peppermint, lime, and pomegranate. And don't worry, if you're missing that extra kick, this tea tastes incredible with an added ounce of tequila or rum. Don't be afraid to spice up your teas. That's what I do. You can find my Pomegranate Mojito tea as well as recipes and many tea cocktail ideas at www.mayatea.com. You can save 15% on any of your tea selection, particularly the Pomegranate Mojito. Our coupon code is STEEP. Cheers! Or as we say here in the Southwest, SALUTE! back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea and cigar. Joined in studio today by co-host Lisa, talking about this very fascinating subject that we knew nothing about. I know. I really had no clue, and this has just been really eye-opening for me. Like, I can hardly wait to try it. Well, first he whetted our appetite by even telling us that this sort of science existed. Mm -hmm. Then he gave us all this information about what the possible pairings were, which really intrigued me because I know the tea side of it. I just need to find somebody with the cigar side of it and we can try all of it. But what we still don't know is how to do it. Is there a specific process that he uses to pair a tea with a cigar? What does he do to make this magic happen? I asked him that question and take a listen to what his surprising answer is. Now, it strikes me that you're an anomaly, a tea house that embraces the smoking of cigars. I do not imagine a lot of tea houses being very inclusive to cigar smokers, but I do see cigar houses opening themselves up to tea because they already oftentimes have liquor present. Would you feel that that's an accurate characterization? 
that's forever accurate. You cannot really bring out cigars while you're in a tea house because nobody else will know what you're doing. But then the other way, a lot of cigar rooms are already serving liquor, and it's much easier for the owner to serve tea because at least the customers will stay sober. Actually, they can stay longer and smoke more and taste more. <laughs> right. So let's talk a little bit about the time. I am not a cigar smoker, I will admit, but a typical session with a cigar, how long does that usually last? An hour and a half, usually. So if you're going to be smoking for about 90 minutes, I imagine that you're going to go through several cups of tea, correct? Well, it depends. Again, some tea can last for a whole day. Some tea can last only for three brews. Most of the time for 90 minutes, you can actually squeeze in two brews, two different kinds of teas in it, and you still have a good enjoyment out of it. If you're more casual drinkers and smokers, then maybe you can pick something easy to start with, more high floral, because when you smoke cigars, it goes into stages. You got more floral in the beginning, and then you got the mix in the middle, and then you got more of the body at the end of it. So you can do a pairing with that based on the stages of your choice of cigars. So how do you keep the tea hot? Are you drinking it in traditional cups or are you putting them in vessels that will allow them to stay warm for longer? Or do you just simply add water as the tea goes along and continue it that way? Um, we practice Chinese Kung Fu tea brewing method. So you usually use high volume of leaf to vessel than a regular Western brewing. So each tea will have at least three to six brew within a session. So using that technique, then you can extend the life of the tea. You're not drinking big cups. You're basically tasting it, so you don't need to drink a lot of cups. But you drink small, small cups, which is around 20 to 30 milliliters. So you're sipping it almost like sipping a good brandy. Once you sip it, you basically have three slurps into that little cups, and each might take you, you know, two to three minutes, and you just yourself on it. Okay. To do it Gong Fu style makes a lot of sense because you're literally talking about really slowing it down, having a lot of tea in that cup, plus the ceremony of it all, the beauty of the cup, the lid, and having the lid on will hold the heat in a little bit. It seems like a perfect way to do that. Yeah, I mean, modern Kung Fu style is basically to dissect the tea, almost like peeling an onion layer by layers, and you focus on each layers from the aroma to the body to the energy of it. You have to put some time in it, and you actually reward by the layer of flavor that you might sometimes miss when you just brew it all once. So if you have that and you have a good cigar with you, an hour to hour and a half sessions will give you a lot of things to think about and enjoy. So now I'm set. Oh, I am so ready to yeah, I'm do gonna, this. I'm going to dial up my buddy. I'll have to give him a call to see if he's available to explore this because I'm excited because I know how to do what he was talking about, the Gong Fu style of tea. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, Gong Fu style is not like your typical American way of making tea. Here, we get these like 12, 14, 17, 18-ounce mugs. I mean, they're giant. Like you could have soup in them, right? right? <laughs> and then we put infusers in them or we just make these big, big batches of tea. Well, in China, it's really not like that. It's really meant to be just like a quick thing. So 
So basically, you put the tea into the Gong Fu cup, like a little white porcelain cup. It doesn't even have a handle on it. You, okay. you grip it from the edges, and okay. the edges are flared out, so you can grip it, and it's not hot. And then you add the hot water, and you don't strain it. Uh-huh. And in the minute or two that it brews, it actually cools off quite a bit. And then you can actually have that tea, sipping it lightly over the course of just you know five or seven minutes, really quick, and you can appreciate it. Now, he's talking about using these teas that are pretty high-end, and you can leave those teas in the cup. They will not go bitter. So good Darjeeling's, good Oolong's, good green teas, good white teas, just leave them in the cup. And so you can keep adding you hot water. You just keep water. adding water. And so you can have four, five, six infusions from that same set of leaves while you're enjoying your cigar. And then he's talking about even further trying two different teas. So other than maybe having to use the restroom a little bit because it seems like a lot of liquid to be consuming, you're going to go through about you know two teas, five servings of each using that Gong Fu style. Luckily, I know how to do that Gong Fu style. And we'll take our teaware over to one of these cigar places and try it. It sounds great. I just really want to try this. So if you want more information about Timothy, his tea room is pretty difficult to get into. It's very private by appointment only, and they don't even advertise. But you can learn a lot about him and his thoughts on tea and cigars on his blog. His website is The Mandarin's Tea Room. That's www.themandarinstearoom.com. And there's lots of information there. And, of course, if you want to send in one of your questions, maybe we didn't cover in this interview about tea and cigars, feel free to do so. We can certainly email Timothy and maybe get some clarifications on something that we didn't cover. Who knows if you do so? Sarah might even send you some free tea, more than likely. I think she's got Lapsang Sushang on the brain, so you can have some of that smoky tea to try with or without a cigar. It's been a great show, I must tell you. Very inspiring to go over the subject matter. This was really interesting to me. I really enjoyed every aspect of it. And I think it leads us really well into what we're going to talk about in the next few weeks, which is tea and food. And that's a subject I know a lot about. While I don't smoke cigars, I do love to eat, and I know you do too. Yes, I do. So it's going to be a fun few weeks, so you'll definitely want to join us for that. Well, thank you to both Sarah and Lisa for joining me in studio this week. Oh, my pleasure. It's always fun. And thanks to all of you for listening. And until next week, I'm going to leave you with a line from an old movie, Die Hard, which I love. Smoke them if you got them. And if possible, be steeping around as well. Cheers. Cheers.